Welcome to St. James Parish in Wilmington, North Carolina. You can learn more about St. James on our website at stjamesp.org. So good morning, St. James, on this glorious day for baptisms. Interesting gospel we have to go with baptisms today. <laughs> Here we go. So Mark dives into this gospel headstrong, which is unlike much of the rest of the gospel, which typically is absent of great details, and he kind of places behind the curtain a lot of things. Usually you hear Mark say, they went immediately across, they said hello, they went immediately here, immediately there. But even this gospel uses the word immediately once. But this time in Mark, we actually have some detail, and we have a flashback within the passage. So do not let the nature of the passage distract you, though. There is something much deeper going on in this moment. At a time when echoes of prophets old from Jewish to Hellenistic were martyred for rising up and telling hard truths, John the Baptist follows in their footsteps as he, too, becomes another echo of those prophets past. The truth-to-power dynamic is real. And truth always wins. It always does. So think back to various historical moments where in the moment, despite people rising up for the truth, they were still pushed aside. You all have those moments in your head from history classes and moments maybe in your own life. As time passes and people become removed from the heat of the moment, that truth eventually rises to the top. Objectiveness takes root, and it flourishes. For those being baptized today, they have all of us present. They have wonderful godparents who will remind them of this day and every day of their lives, and they'll be there for them for the rest of their lives. They have loving parents who are bringing them up in a loving, Christ-centered community, and they have the opportunity to teach about Jesus Christ speaking the ultimate truth to power. They have the chance to tell the story of John the Baptist speaking truth to power. They have the chance to ensure they themselves follow in the footsteps of Jesus to speak truth to power when called upon. And this is our reminder to speak truth to power wherever we encounter truth being subdued. John the Baptist telling truth in the face of such power as Herod is yet another chapter in the multi-volume set of such occurrences. And one of my favorites to ever tell truth to power, and one which resonated within this community, which John the Baptist would be very well aware of, and, he, and it's present within the omniscient understanding of our author of this gospel, is this guy named Demosthenes of Athens. Anyone heard of him? No, that was the same reaction at the 8, eight o'clock, so there we go. So Demosthenes of Athens lived just a few centuries prior. It would be like us talking a lot about Thomas Jefferson or George Washington. He heavily influenced the Hellenistic world. Remember, this gospel was written in Greek. Demosthenes of Athens is Greek. So this Hellenistic world in which Herod and John the Baptist reside has got heavy influence from Demosthenes, who was the greatest orator of his time, a great statesman, a leader, and a fierce advocate for Athenian independence 
from these people called the Macedonians. Now, the Macedonians, if you don't recall, were led by Philip II. Ring a bell? No, but you know his son, Alexander the Great. So Alexander the Great, after his dad died, was putting everything under heel as he made his way towards India. But Demosthenes resisted. He organized and used his great oratory skills to form a resistance. One does not need to guess how it ended for those who opposed Alexander the Great during this era. So Demosthenes did not survive. But he's always remembered as speaking truth to power, and especially during this time of John the Baptist and Herod. He spoke that truth to power in the face of overwhelming odds of one of the greatest military forces the world had ever seen at that point. John the Baptist, locust, honey, and all, comes out of that tradition, facing overwhelming odds to speak truth to power. And John the Baptist follows in the footsteps of Demosthenes in that way and is known, he's a known cultural entity during that whole period of time, that echo. Now Herod Antipas, who is King Herod, is not really a king. His father was known as Herod the Great, and Herod Antipas simply ruled the local area as a client state for Rome. Herod Antipas was Hellenistic in nature. You see this connection with the Demosthenes. We have the Hellenistic era in which John the Baptist is operating in. He wanted nothing to do with the local culture. Herod Antipas built a capital and called it Tiberius in honor of the Roman emperor on an ancient burial ground which made the city ritually unclean for religiously observant Jews and which in turn made those observant Jews shun the city. Tiberius was filled with Gentiles and elite non-religious Jews. Herod Antipas divorced his wife, married Herodias, who then married, who had been married to his half-brother. You can't even make this up. It makes the real housewives look like it's a kindergarten show. Obviously, Herod Antipas disregarded others and allowed his drive to protect himself and the institution which had allowed him to thrive. At the dinner party, Herod Antipas became caught in a situation in which he thought he could control everything. He thought he was the chess master, always thinking 10 steps ahead. He was wrong. And this is that truth to versus power. Herod Antipas believes he knows the truth. But as theology professor Douglas Hall said this about this situation, he said, power itself hides. Generation after generation, the truth. Power itself hides generation after generation, the truth. What prophetic faith wants above all is to reveal in the absurdity of our presence to sovereignty. If biblical religion resists tragedy, it is because it resists the premise of tragic anthropology. It does not believe that we are wise enough or masterful enough to err so finally. Not the creature but the creator determines the end toward which life moves. The truth is what landed John the Baptist in prison. The power held by Herod Antipas allowed him to exercise his power to the detriment of others. Power is still abused on macro and micro levels within societal culture, within workplaces, communities, and within your own families. I'm sure you've always had that that battle iron grandmother or stern father 
someone in your family, your community, your workplace, or society has held power. So examine your own dynamic on all levels. Are you the one leveraging your power to the detriment of others? Are you the one being abused by power? Ultimately, we can follow the path of John the Baptist and speak truth to power. But are you strong enough to truly speak truth to power? Because speaking truth to power is often right and just, but it can be dangerous, just as John the Baptist learned. But we cannot let power outweigh truth and dominate. The dynamic of truth speaking to power has been occurring for thousands of years. And in moments of bravery, such as Demophanes and John the Baptist, we stand up and reveal power in those who take that power and try to hide the truth. Those being baptized today who are here up front, their parents and godparents are here to help them speak truth to power in order to live out their Christian call in following Christ. John the Baptist paid with his life speaking truth and ultimately Jesus proclaimed the truth and was crucified by those hiding behind power too weak to confront the truth and forgetting that history, however long it might take, will reveal truth because the truth always wins. Always. Amen.